This is The Rational Perspective. I'm Alec Hogg. But in December 2017, a previously unknown operation called Viceroy Research shot to prominence with a scathing report on Steinhoff when they put it into the public domain. The allegations made by Viceroy in that report accelerated the demise of what was then the world's second largest furniture group. It provided fresh impetus to a panic that had erupted among investors when auditors Deloitte refused to sign off the 2017 financial year's accounts, and as a direct result, Steinhoff's chief executive, Marcus Joerster, resigned. Well, a month later, the suddenly famous Viceroy turned its attention onto Capitech, South African banking's disruptive force whose stock price had peaked at just under 1,100 rands per share in December, having come from 33 rand a decade before. After the report was released, Capitec's share price dropped 21% in just two days. Over the weekend, I met with Capitec's chief executive, Gerry Furi, who was passing through London on his way home after a week's holiday. What transpired was a lesson in how to successfully manage crisis communications and a reminder that to do so requires total attention from the very top. But let's start the story at the beginning. I asked Gerry, was there any advance warning? We heard rumors um, just after Steinwolf that we could be in the firing line, but it all quieted down until I think it was the 30th or 31st of January, uh, where on that Monday, um, that Monday evening, we realized there's going to be a viceroy report. Um, How did you realize? You told me. Well, actually what happened is Bloomberg contacted us and wanted to have an interview the next morning. We wanted to know why and give us information. They didn't want to bring that out. Uh, why? Uh, our share price took a beating that day of about 8 9%. And that evening on uh, Business News, um, the debate was that the Viceroy report uh, will come out the next day on us. And that was true. On 10 o'clock, that report came out. So Bloomberg had the report clearly beforehand. For sure. Wanted to talk to you about it, but was not prepared to tell you what it was about. 100%. Um, that, that doesn't sound like their normal practice. Did they, did they not elaborate more? No, they actually refused to give us information why they um, didn't want to tell us about um, the whole Vice report. We also, um, they asked for 9 o'clock. Uh, 9 o'clock, when they contacted us, they had 8 or 9 questions from Vice and about 18, 19 questions from themselves. And they wanted answers immediately. Uh, we said to them that uh, we can't answer immediately. Uh, we then worked for about an hour and promised to them that we'll give feedback by 10. Uh, and we've given a written feedback by 10. And 10 o'clock, the Viceroy report came out. Or just before 10, the Viceroy report came out. And then um, at about quarter past 10, 20 past 10, Viceroy was on TV, at Bloomberg TV. They've asked us to participate, but we said we can't because we still we we are not prepared and what is standing in the viceroy report. Um, so we only then studied the viceroy report. I worked on it the whole day uh, on that Monday, and then four o'clock that afternoon we had about seven hundred fifty uh, international investors and local investors that phoned in, and we briefed them on our side. And then from five o'clock onwards, we uh, spoke to media and informed the media on our side. Okay. So what exactly is Viceroy accusing Capitec of doing? Well, it's a com- combination of a couple of things. There, there was, um, the, firstly, our connection with Steinhoff via PSG that they tried to, to emphasize. Um, secondly, there was quite a lot of things on the court case uh, that we've got with Summit. Uh, but 
what they've done is just added one side um, of, of the court cases because our oppos- uh, opposing papers were not published or, or shown. Then there was quite a lot of things on the financial ratios and assumptions on the financial side. Um, and then there was even things like um, we're a low-cost bank because we're not paying our branch managers uh, sufficient, and that's information they got from a website. They said our average uh, branch managers are earning 13,000 rand a month, um, and we clearly showed that our um, uh, branch managers is on average between 19,000 to 30,000, with an average of about 22,000. So it was those factual information that they just managed to just tweak, tweak it or turn it um, 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 slightly. So what we've done is actually to go through all their different uh, reports, um, what they've said, and then answer that in very detail. And that information is available on our sense. Um, They've done three or four other reports like this, and each one of those we've entered and given a full report on, on sense. Why are you giving it so much attention? Well, for us, it's very important that our investors, our media, uh, our own staff, as well as more and most importantly, our clients fully understand um, what they're doing and uh, what uh, the way we see it. So it's important. You can read the Viceroy report and you can read our answers. Um, so it's just part of the whole transparency of, of, of Capitec, um, where we brought up and say, yes, the factual information, according to us. Now it's more... Uh, where we are at, at, at this stage is actually, we don't want to fight with Viceroy over the media um, because we say we want to treat them as we treat every, anyone else. Um, we engage with people. True to that, they haven't engaged with us. Uh, engage with us, work with us. We'll give you the numbers, the way we'll explain it to yourself, and then you can bring out your report. But they've got a very, they want to fight, fight it over media, um, and we don't see it as necessary. The latest response from Viceroy to your response to them says that's why they don't engage with management, that you, you don't tell the truth. Well, that's, that's their perception. Uh, we've given them a two, three page detailed report on the questions they've asked, uh, which we believe is suffice, um, where we're giving all the information necessary. They're coming back and then says um, they are not happy with that. But I don't know. Uh, if you're not happy with it, if you don't understand it, then let's sit around the table and we talk to the rep. And Would you do that? Are we open. We've said right from the beginning. We've said to them, you can either engage with ourselves, and uh, if you've got information where we transgressed or not complying to law, there's our regulators. There's the Reserve Bank, there's Treasury, there's um, the NCR. Um, take that information through to those, those, those people. Right, so the Capitec Chief Executive has told us why he's taking the allegations so seriously, but how much does he actually know about this opponent of his? It's a very important question to ask is who is behind Viceroy. We believe it's not only the three people that everyone knows about. We believe there's hedge fund managers that's behind it, and that is making money out of the short, uh, shorting of, 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 of stock. Just explain it. How does that <clears throat> Well, that's where you actually borrow shares from uh, another investor, and then you're betting basically that the share price will drop, uh, and then you sell it when the price is reduced and you give it back to the original investor, and that margin is then actually what you make out of it. Um, Viceroy has admitted that they've made money out of Steinhoff and they've made money out of um, uh, out of us uh, by bringing out the report. 
So that's their game. And I think the important thing is, who is the people behind Viceroy? Uh, and I think that is what one needs to establish. Um, there's for, sure, for, for certain, there's certain hedge fund managers behind them. And that's why we're working with the FSB, because the FSB need to work with different countries and to find out who's behind them. We've got nothing against shorting stock. I think that's um, part of the market um, balancing acts, too short and too long. Uh, but I think then you must do it on real information um, and don't manipulate the market by bringing incorrect information. Do you think they're manipulating? I don't want to be the judge, but go and look at the first report and second report and go and look at the detail that we've answered. Um, and that's pure on financial information uh, that's available in our financial reports. Um, you can clearly see they've missed certain things and they misunderstood certain things. Uh, now, if it's deliberate or not, I can't tell. But if they don't trust your answers? Well, that's what we get quite a lot of analysts. We get quite, quite a lot of asset managers that um, don't understand or need to have more information. Um, and that's where we've always sat with them uh, or telephonically and we go through the numbers. We've explained it. I think a very good uh, indication of that was uh, uh, Benguela. Benguela brought out a report on reshedling where they said they think uh, we're hiding certain things under the reshedling. Um, under our FD, um, sat with them for two hours. We went through it step by step. And then Benguela brought out a report and said they're happy with reshedling. Um, I, I believe Viceroy can do exactly the same. We can sit around the table. We can show them what we're doing. Uh, how we're doing, how we're accounting, uh, what is our policies, what is our procedures. And then if they still don't believe it, that's their right. Uh, we're not going to interfere with that. But to fight this whole thing over media, um, I think it's not a sensible thing to do. There can be very little doubt from what you've heard so far that Harry Faree is definitely aiming to capture the high ground. But keeping his cool must have been pretty challenging given Viceroy's story to the world, is that Capitec is, quote, a loan shark with massively understated defaults masquerading as a community microfinance provider. Benguela Global Fund Managers was the first South African asset manager to react publicly its chief investment officer, Zuelak Nguni, saying parts of Viceroy's report resonated with his own team's research. But as we've just heard, Mguni sat down with the bank's financial director, Andre Duplessis, and posed his questions, and then issued another statement later to say he was satisfied with the answers. Viceroy hasn't done anything of the kind. But what then about Viceroy's urging to the South African Reserve Bank that it puts Capitec into curatorship immediately? And the part about the bank now being summoned to appear before the South African Parliament? The Reserve Bank came out, I think it was about 11 o'clock um, that morning that the Viceroy report came out. Um, the Reserve Bank came out and said we liquid and well capitalized. Um, and we've got a very good relationship with the Reserve Bank. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate that today they brought out a report with Moody's uh, saying they support us and they brought us back, uh, brought us a report now again. And then as far as the politicians are concerned, I see they want you to go to government, to, to enter <laughs> parliament. Yeah, we, we're seeing on the 20th, if I'm correct, uh, the Financial Committee of, of Parliament, uh, where we'll talk about uh, the way we see the landscape, uh, the way we see Viceroy. So that's going to be quite interesting to, to address Parliament. How do you prepare for something like that? 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a very interesting <laughs> question. I've just been on leave for a week, <laughs> so your mind goes and you start thinking. But you know, if you look at at Capitec, I think if you look at um, you know one of the things that you need to say here's a company that started from nothing. We were two thousand. With basically nobody working for ourselves. Um, today, uh, we've got, uh, 13 and a half thousand people working for ourselves. We've got over 9 million, uh, clients. So we've got a very nice story to tell on how we've built, uh, a company actually basically after apartheid, after 94. There's also a lot of noise in the market in South Africa. On the one hand, you've got the Steinhoff issue. They also happen to come from Stellenbosch, where you, you come from. Has that played part of it, do you think? Yeah, everyone is talking about what's happening in Stellenbosch. Uh, for us, it's um, people talk sometimes about the Stellenbosch mafia. Uh, I don't know where it's coming from. Um, but for us, it's, you know, we working on what, what is right for Capitec. What's your relationship with Steinhoff, or what was it? We had no relationship with uh, Steinhoff. Uh, Marcus was on our board yeah, in early 2011-12. Why? Well, at that stage, uh, we were we always had the ambition to go international. He was Stano was international player, so we wanted to have that international exposure on our on our board. Um, then Marcus uh, or Steinhoff bought the JD Group, and then we said, and they are unsecured lending, and we then said it's a conflict of interest, and uh, we mutually agreed that we will step down. I think that was, if I remember correctly, was 2012 or 2013. So that was the only relationship we had with, with Steinhoff. Because there is that relationship mm-hmm. between Marcus Yester and Yanni Mouton, and Yanni Mouton, uh, they certainly there was a shareholder in relation, there was a friendship between the two of them. And he was, uh, Yanni Matron is obviously very instrumental in the whole Capitec story. Yeah, I think um, Steinhoff was, if I'm correct, uh, had a 20% shareholding in PSG. Um, I know Yanni was on the board uh, at Steinhoff, but he resigned two, three years ago. Um, and Marcus was on the board of PSG. PSG. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there was that connection. <coughs> But, you know, uh, on our case, uh, Pete Mouton was on our board uh, from PSG. We had very little contact with Yanni or with Marcus. So, um, and why was Pete Mouton on your board? Well, PSG is our biggest shareholder uh, with just over 30%. Um, but can you see why people are, are joining uh, no, that? That's, that's why they're linking it. But I think the important thing is, um, you know, we're not working with, with Steinhoff. We, we've got no relationship with Steinhoff. Um, Were you surprised at what happened at Steinhoff? I was surprised, um, you know, because it's a big company. Um, people, everyone looked at Steinhoff as, as a South African company that did exceptionally well. I think uh, for me it was always interesting if you buy so many companies then what they've done is where do you get the management to manage that? That was always the question I asked myself. But yeah, I think we were all uh, in South Africa were surprised uh, of what's happened. And I think one needs to give... The time uh, for the auditors to do the whole forensic investigation and then really understand what's, what's gone wrong there. On reflection, it looks to me that Viceroy has assessed Capitec like it would any bank with old legacy systems. It hasn't given credit, I think, to this bank's unique structure, one which is built on a powerful technology base where credit processes are centralized. So... Nobody amongst the 13,000 Capitec staffers that are in the stores, note, they call them stores, not branches, would be able to carry or roll over the loans of problem clients, which is where Viceroy says the big problem lies. 
Also, in its analysis, little cognizance appears to have been given of Capitec's management information systems, which are so deep and efficient, the company's financial results are released within a month of its financial year-end. That's around half the time taken by its peers. For the last six weeks, Faree and Chief Financial Officer Andre Duplessis have handed over all their operational responsibilities to focus on what they see as an existential threat. Because with a bank, reputation is everything. A breakdown in trust can quickly be followed by a collapse of the entire organization. So the stakes couldn't be higher. Even so, Capitec's chief executive <laughs> clearly hasn't lost his sense of humor. And what comes to your mind when the word viceroy is, is thrown at you? <laughs> well, if you remember, I come out of the liquor days. Uh, I was an old Samuels Farmers winery, uh, and then viceroy was a com- competitor because it was a brandy. <laughs> I thought when I left that 17 years ago, I'm finished with brandy. <laughs> now, now I'm fighting in a different, <laughs> different area. <laughs> Are you consuming brandy to get over <laughs> no. this? <laughs> no, I'm changing to whiskey. <laughs> This has been The Rational Perspective. I'm Alec Hogg. Until the next time, cheerio. Cheerio.